Hey, there's Joel with Pat Design Podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. And today, here I am again in my work truck, just taking a minute to share some thoughts that I had today. Um, in Luke chapter 14, Yeshua is, as is often the case, he's, he's walking along and these great crowds are following him. The great multitudes of people are following the rabbi and they are confounded by what they hear. Some are drawn into him and some are pushed away. And, and in this text specifically, he is talking about counting the cost to be his follower. And he gives these examples. Um, one is talking about who who's going to go and build a tower without first counting up all the costs for the materials to build the tower. Because if he lays the foundation and if he begins to build, but he runs out of, of the ability financially or materials to, to finish and complete the, the tower, he looks like a fool and he's mocked by those who are watching what he's building, what he's establishing. In the parable that follows that, he's talking about um, uh, uh, if who's going to go to war, who's going to incite a battle without first calculating if they can win this battle. Is this a wise endeavor? Um, again, counting the cost. And, and as you see in the title of, of this little uh, snippet of time here, Friend, the gospel is not like selling a car. It is the, the, the presentation of the gospel is not like the car business. Um, I, re I reference this a lot as of late, but I go out and I work on, on dealership car lots, and I deal with um, men who are making a living by selling vehicles. And I'm constantly hearing the dialogue between the staff and the potential car buyer. And of course, between staff and staff. <clears throat> and one of the reasons I never got in the car business, because I did consider it, was I was afraid I'd always be too tempted to constantly be dishonest or kind of bend the truth a little bit, <clears throat> of course, in my favor to make a sale. And, you know, always throw uh, the, the vehicle in the best light possible. Um, why? Because you want to, really, let's be honest, you want to manipulate the buyer, the potential buyer, into being somebody who gets out their wallet. You, you, your goal, your job, is to take that person who's interested in that vehicle and get them so convinced that they have to have it that they drive it off the lot. Now, then you've succeeded, right? We have to be careful, especially in Western Christianity, that in no way do we present the gospel in such a manner. Because in this age that we live in, and this is nothing new, but I, I, would, I would say it continues to heighten, the gospel in Jesus, Holy Spirit, is a, a universal fix-all for your problems. He... you. You know, we've all seen the signs on the churches or billboards. Um, Jesus is the answer. What's the question? Um, you know, try Jesus. Um, you know, all this this innuendo of like, whatever ails you, if you're poor, if you're lonely, if you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're addicted, all you need is just Jesus. Try Jesus and... Even the gospel that I hear that I won't get into specifics, but I just heard 
in part at the restaurant that I just ate lunch at. And this is a whole other segment I want to talk about on a different time, but it'll take a little more time to think into. We present this gospel that if you have Jesus, you will be, you will just be awesome. Your life will be awesome. Your marriage will get fixed. You'll you'll lose weight. You'll get a promotion. You'll God's good. And we, if we're not careful, we present Jesus. We present this this Messiah that I would say oftentimes is a false Messiah in general Christianity because it's not the Yeshua of the Bible. Because as we started out just four minutes ago in in, um, in the text in, in the Gospels, as Yeshua is saying, look, man, if you're going to follow me, you need to count the cost. And, and he preceded that text that we just read. And then we didn't read. I'm just kind of quoting it, paraphrased. Yeshua is saying, unless you hate your father, your mother, you know, like, and, and, and we've talked about that on the program <clears throat> in the last couple months. In other words, unless you in order... Love me first, love me most, best, greatest. You cannot, you're not going to be hanging out with me in my kingdom. You're not going to be my disciple, my taught one. You have got to abandon everything. And so, friend, as you go through your life sharing the gospel, hopefully, number one, hopefully it's the full gospel, the one that was prophesied in the law and the prophets and declared to be so much more than what most people have made it. And again, they're, they're in the problem. You can't separate the two. You can't separate the modern um, Christian American doctrine. You can't, you can't separate the American gospel from the car salesman approach. Because, let me put it this way, to, to really use the car um, dealership as an example. If, if, that, if a gentleman's trying to sell a car and I'm the potential buyer and he comes up to me in many cases now, if he were to list off first everything that this vehicle will cost me, now I just need you to know, Mr. Uh, sir, this thing is horrible on gas. Um, your insurance is going to go up. It's going to need a new alternator in the next two months. I don't know if you realize, but we didn't replace the tires. You're going to need tires in probably about 2,000 miles. Um, and, you know, if this list of counting the cost were included in the sale, I would be much more aware of what it is I'm entering into buying, giving myself to, to possess, in this case, to buy this vehicle. So I would have to make a much more educated decision and thoughtful decision to, to figure out, do I, really, do I really need this car? Is this the vehicle that I really need to buy? Now, take that principle, that parable, if you will, and put it into a spiritual application towards the gospel. If and when the gospel is presented from a used carsman, used car salesman approach, Jesus will give you this, he'll give you this, you'll have the Holy Spirit, you'll be flying up in the clouds, your problems are going to go, you're going to be all these wonderful things that you weren't before, now go. Many people will receive that gospel, friend. That gospel is appealing. 
But as I always say, I have said this for probably 15 years, I am convinced that when, when we truly encounter Messiah, the biblical Yeshua, we will be offended at what we see. We will be offended because he's righteous, he's holy, he's perfect. He's the one true example of everything that I'm not in myself. And so when I look upon him, I believe, when I encounter Yeshua for the very first time, I don't just cast everything off and do cartwheels because every solution of my life is now solved. I found Messiah. I believe. As the word talks about, he is a stumbling block rock of offense. I believe when we really encounter Messiah, we will be offended. Because when we look upon his beauty and his perfection, I look upon myself and I see my flaws, I see my sin, I see my need, I see my lack that can only be found in him. And so, piece all this stuff together. The gospel that we present, the gospel that we have received now, the gospel that we have received, we need to make sure it has not been sugar-coated like that car out here on the lot that, you know, man, this thing is perfect. It doesn't need this. It doesn't need that. Look at the shiny paint. Look at the stereo. Look at this. Look at this. We get distracted at the cost, if we even think about the cost at all. We've probably all made those mistakes. Many of us have made mistakes buying a vehicle on a whim, a really immature, irresponsible decision. You ever done that before? I have. And you get regret, buyer's remorse, right? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have bought that. I shouldn't have done that. Why? I didn't count the cost. I got excited and I made a decision that was natural. And now I'm stuck because it can't produce what will last. Now here's the thing. When we think about the full gospel, the complete gospel now, it has got to be <clears throat> presented and it's got to be received as a way to live that will cost us everything. Everything, friend. And here's the thing, because we have inherited. I used to do this now in evangelism courses that I would help take our our youth too, and I would help teach now. Evangelism courses, evangelism tactics. How do we share the gospel, share our faith? Many of us have done that. Many of us have repented for what we've done. <laughs> but we do our best to convince everyone. A man who truly entrusts himself and believes is a, is a true man of faith. A man who says, you know what? I'm willing to count the cost to become a disciple, a follower of this Messiah. And we ourselves and those that we um, declare the gospel to, we have got to understand this will cost us everything. Yeshua said, those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And if we won't lose it, friend, if we won't lose it, if we won't walk away from every single thing that we call valuable, if we're not willing to do that, we will not know him. We will not be his disciple. It's impossible. And so, friend, sharing the gospel is not like convincing someone 
to make a, a purchase of a used car. We're not trying, if we have to convince someone how bad they need Jesus, because if they only realize if I just tell them this and tell them that and walk them through the five questions, if I just convince them that Jesus will be everything they need, oh, if I can just convince them, then friends, maybe it's not Holy Spirit's work that's doing all of the, the, the real work <laughs> to bring someone, someone into a knowledge of their need for salvation rescuing Yeshua. So what do we do with these things? Let's just think about it, right? Let's just go over. Let's question what we do and why we do it, what we're saying. Is this right? Is this biblical? Is this is this running right alongside what Yeshua talk, talked about to his followers and to his taught ones specifically on what to do? I believe we need to tell people from the beginning Brother, look, this is going to cost you everything. When I share the gospel, I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm telling them to the best of my ability, this is what the Word says. And you either agree with it or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. But you, I'm not going to try to just make all this go away to present you some glossy Jesus that fixes all of your problems. You need to know this will cost you everything. Or else you're going to be the man who ventures out to build a tower and by the end you're going to look real foolish because you had no idea what it required to endure to the end. So friend, let's make sure we are presenting the gospel fully. Number one, the full Yeshua who came to restore the house of Israel and to bring back the scattered ones into a one nation people, capital P, the culmination of the prophecies, a one-man reality in a, in a new Jerusalem that is yet before us, where the Torah goes out from Zion, and Yahweh himself is the light. I'd like to think about that for a little while, wouldn't you? But let's present a full gospel and, and, and make sure people are counting the cost. Um, so not, we're not just trying to convince someone to make a purchase um, that they don't understand fully what they're doing. This gospel is precious. It is a gift. It is a wonderful opportunity for us to be invited to be any part of delivering it to another man and of course receiving it ourselves. Let us, let us handle it well in maturity and uh, have a blessed day. We'll talk to you soon. Amen.